while it is a mistake to think you can solve any major problem just with potatoes, who knows what can happen with some toy podcasting thrown in? You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 223, for the week of Wednesday, the 1st of June, 2016. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... Eddie. And John. This episode is brought to you by Bam Kapow and Davy Boy's Toys and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toys of the Week are the Hasbro Marvel Legends Namor action figure and the DC Collectibles Cheetah Bombshell statue, and our discussion topic is the next round of the ABC. Dudes, how are you? Spiffing. Very good. Oh, man. You're going to get a copyright infringement notice, John. Uh, somebody had to say it. Uh, look, I, I beg to differ, but anyway, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, what's been happening in John Land? I'm all over podcasts in this last week. Oh, really? Yes. You've been a podcast. I, um, you've been loose with I, your podcasting. Yeah, I've been on two, and I found a new toy podcast, so it's, it's been good. Yeah, um... Not to be on, just to listen to. Uh, last week, I was on um, Fan Holes. Our good friend Derek had me on, and we were talking some Common Rider Gaim. So that was all good. So you can go check that out at Fan Holes. And then this week, by the time this episode airs, I'll have been on uh, Nerd Lunch. Very good. And uh, hmm. those, those boys are real cool. So I really appreciate them having me back. A lot of fun. And then um, I started listening to a podcast called The Toy Tomb. They're on episode two. And... Um, one of them's like a child of the 70s and 80s, kind of like us, and one's more a child of the 60s and 70s, and they're just kind of looking back at different toys and um, more out of the action figure realm than than like most of the stuff that I normally listen to. So some of those vintage, you know, things that uh, are kind of out there and kind of classic toys, I think. And what was that one called, sorry? The Toy Tomb. T-O-M-B? T-O-M-B, yeah. Got it. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, it's like really a tomb good. where people who brought vintage collector toys now are. Yeah, I, I, I knew Eddie wouldn't. So they bring them to the, they bring them to the tomb. They yeah. bought them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or did they bring them to the tomb and then purchase them there? Oh, uh-huh. yeah. I don't know. So it's a store. Well, I don't know. I'm just trying to interpret our um, you know good uh, liter- literature scholar friend Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, Eddie. Yeah, you know when you haven't been creating typos for me to correct, what have you been up to this week? I had one of those weeks where in the last episode I was on, I had a lot to talk about in feeding the addiction, and I think Mother Nature decided that I'd been buying too much of recent, oh. and has decided to give me a week off buying toys by uh, completely destroying my backyard uh, in the bad weather that we've been having. Oh, no. Uh, of recent. So I had a couple of trees come down. Oh, no. Clothesline, mm. shed, back veranda, just completely destroyed. And luckily got house insurance, so nothing too damaging there. And the insurance people were out the next day quick. Most of it's fixed now except for the oh, wow. hills hoist. Oh, 
Uh, <laughs> but there was a few. So you're going to have to interpret for our non-Australian listeners what a hill's hoist is. Hoist. Uh, a hill's hoist is like a clothesline that kind of looks like a satellite dish that you can wind at the bottom uh, oh. with like a handle, and it sends it up in the air so you can dry easier and wind it down. But no one actually winds it up and down. You just put it on and spin it. It's great. As a kid, you used to use it for Indiana Jones adventures. You'd hang off it and spin around and do it until is, your parents came and told you off. That is something that is pretty much dead in suburban America. It's the, the clothesline. You don't really see it anymore. My my parents live out kind of semi-rural. They're like on an acre and a half kind of thing. And um, they, my mum always had just a like a literal clothesline rope between two trees kind of thing that she would hang stuff out on in summer, which was very unusual even back when I was growing up. Um, but it was very funny. We got married in December in Chicago, so it was cold and it snowed on the day of our wedding and blah, blah, blah. And my um, Australian in-laws came over for the wedding and they stayed with my parents and my uh, fa- father-in-law um, uh, insisted on, like, he washed his pajamas, like his, you know, flannel pajamas, and he insisted on hanging them out on the line. My mum was going to put them in the dryer, and he was like, no, don't be ridiculous, we don't do that in Australia, hang out in the line, it'll be fine. And they froze solid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a, a great family joke. I, you know, um, I actually, because he you know, passed away at the beginning of this year, and we... Um, had a at the celebration everybody shared you know, stuff and i actually that was one of the stories i shared because it said a lot about just you know he was a very strong-headed individual but he was just like don't be ridiculous it doesn't need to go in the dryer put it on the line it'll be fine and it was frozen like a board <laughs> <laughs> anything else eddie interesting in your life at the moment besides natural disasters no that's just pretty much the work a lot of people asking me about Captain America this week because I'm a comics person, so that's been getting asked about a lot. But yeah, apart from that, just work, 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 work. Um, I I don't even know why they why are they asking about Captain America? Oh, okay, because the, of some yeah, the la- latest issue, which comics. I won't spoil here, okay, but nice. it's been making the mainstream news cycles. So, good moment. Yeah, I don't think you could spoil yeah. it. It's- much as it's been out there. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, I I wonder if they had any idea that that might happen. Yeah. I wonder if it wasn't at all, you know, something that was designed to get lots of breaths. <laughs> yeah. It's like some sort of hanging off a cliff that storytelling uses as a yeah, device exactly. to yeah. get people to come fear. You know, I think I think that um it, it's one of many examples of late of the thing that I really don't like about um fandom which is that we're just so precious like the, you know their stories their characters you know one of the things that's great about the fact that their stories is that as easily as things can be done they can be undone um and you know we should all know by now that nothing lasts forever in uh you know in comics and it's a but i think it is really hard on storytellers to not be able to tell a you know, take a risk, tell a story, etc., and not and for readers not to have some faith that, um, you know, they know where they're going with it. 
and yeah. just to enjoy the story instead of immediately, you know, freaking out and um, abusing, uh, you know, accusing them of raping their childhood and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's tired. I, I'm also just getting a bit grumpy with the amount of stories that get spoiled right away. Totally. The very uh, next thing on social media and things like it feels like this year Game of Thrones is almost completely, if you don't watch it as it airs, we're just going to be talking about it. And, yeah, the DC mm. Rebirth stuff this week. And even sometimes they're like, oh, we'll have spoilers in this article um, as we discuss who died in this week's episode. But then the picture <laughs> that they have with it clearly gives away, well, yeah. they've mm. put a picture of this random character we haven't really focused on in a while. So yeah. I guess he or she is the one that went. We're spoiled. We're, we're, yeah. we're uh, just We're spoiled. Well, besides spoiled, what else are you this week, Scott? Um... <sighs> Good, yeah. I had a great, uh, just you know, happy week at home. Um, I had a really fun day today because I normally do <clears throat> basketball and stuff with the eldest, um, but we we swapped today, and I did um, stuff with the youngest, and we went and got her. She just turned thirteen, so we got her bank account set up like she's had a savings account that she couldn't access, but now she's going to have like her own little, you know, account with a card so she can start managing her own money and things. And then we went and did fun things and it was a really enjoyable day, just doing something a bit different. And I also, um, got some stuff taken to my, I have a, you know, a little storage unit where I put all my statue boxes and things and I haven't unloaded anything there for a while. So, um, the, uh, AFB studios are looking a lot, less cluttered um, than they were this morning, having had a number of boxes removed. So um, all good. But I'm actually, even though it's really cold, I'm melting at the moment because we have our heater up high to try and get some clothes dry because it's raining outside and we need them, uh, someone needs them for tomorrow morning. So um, I'm dressed very in a very summery fashion <laughs> um, hmm. with an with the action figure of those T-shirt on, actually. Say, mm, very good, very yeah. good. I think and if I wanted one of those, where would I go to get one? You would go to redbubble.com and then just search Action Figure Blues, and you could get your very own Action, action Figure Blues uh, logo t shirt, or you can also get it on lots of other things like hoodies and notebooks and even a bedspread. Ooh, yeah, um, which zero people currently own. Um, and, wow. and really, if anyone ever does order one, then we won't be, uh, we'll, we'll mostly be worried for you. So don't, don't feel obliged. I'm, uh, emceeing a wedding later on this year. Maybe that would be a nice gift to present. <laughs> I'm sure they would be thrilled. <laughs> that would be the ultimate. I'm like, hey, here's the, um, logo of the podcast I'm on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, Go conceive some kids. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh dear. Well, I think unless anyone has any other charming anecdotes to share. No. 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 We're all good. I'm still I'm still. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know you. Okay. <laughs> uh I think we should probably take a break. Um I'm going to go wash my hands and then we'll come back with some articulated news. Yeah. 
big man at your my house. I'll bring my guys. You have yours. I've got junkyard dogs. There's World Wrestling Federation superstars. I've got Brutus Beefcake. Here's Tori the Animal Steel. I've got Great Hammer Valentine. Ricky the Dragon Steel. Yeah. They're so real. And Rowdy Rock Piper. <laughs> Can you tell the difference? Yeah. 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 Wrestling superstars. They're for real. Each sold separately from... As always, we start each episode with a bit of news. It's not all the news, just the things that caught our eye and interested us this week. And I'm kicking off with a bit of sad news, which is that the Disney Infinity video game and toys line has been cancelled. Boo. Um, I know that there were a number of people that mightn't have been playing the game, but were actually really enjoying collecting the toys. And so that is quite a disappointment for them. Um, the thing I think that's sad about it is that it's not, it wasn't cancelled because it wasn't doing well. Um, cancelled because Disney, you know, decided that they, you know, can make more money by just selling licenses rather than actually, because they were actually producing, um, this line. And, mm. They decided that the overheads were too much. They can do more by outsourcing, and so they're just stopping. I wonder if we're going to see the Lego Dimensions Marvel in a year or so. Ooh. That would be because surprising. I think that's the only one out of these type of things now that's still doing very strong. Because Skylanders has started to die off a bit. As well, and Disney Infinity was still doing well, but it wasn't doing what it was in the beginning. So I wonder if they got an offer there. Yeah, but they That's just my theory. Either, you know, I, not like they did in the beginning. You, you you would see commercials and stuff for it everywhere in the mm-hmm. beginning. And these last couple of waves, I don't think they've done that. You can well, tell they dropped off their interest. I was in New York City when they launched it, and it was everywhere in Times Square. They purchased up almost half the billboards and had stands all up there in Times Square that you could go and play it through. And, uh, like, there's always people dressed up there, but there was people actually dressed up representing Disney Infinity and all that throughout. Like, they must have spent a fortune just on that corner alone. They, it recently crossed a hundred, uh, sorry, a billion dollars in sales. Mm. Um, so I think it's a pretty sad world when something can make a billion dollars, and be deemed not profitable enough. Uh, it's video games, though. I mean, we, look it's, at, it's um, we look at films and think that's uh, a high, but the video game sales are just crazy. It's numbers you don't even imagine going through. Uh, anyway, so that uh, I just thought was worthy of mentioning, um, because that's something that for certain toy collectors will be a sad thing. Mm. Um, Something that won't be sad, well, a different kind of sadness, is all of the exclusives that will be um, sold at San Diego Comic-Con. And the announcements have started coming thick and fast for that. Um, One of the things, one of the sad elements of it is that unless you're lucky enough to be there, then some of these items will only be accessible to you if you're prepared to pay big money on the secondary market. But not all. In fact, not most. A lot of these things um, are actually sold 
by the retailers that make them after the con. Some of them end up being around for a very long time. So don't panic uh, until we get to things like Marvel Legends, etc., which aren't um, in this lot of news. But I've got the Diamond Select exclusives that have been announced, and they've got uh, quite a few. Uh, now, one of the items that, you know, they link to the different lines that Diamond are doing, and they have been doing a bust series for Batman the Animated Series. We talked about one of those last week, and there is an exclusive Batman. Um, They've done a Batman in this line already, but this is a different Batman, and this is limited to a 1,000 pieces, so this could actually um, be one that might be hard to get after uh, the convention. It's a six-inch bust. Um, they also have a Arkham City Harley Quinn statue, um, because who can't have enough Harley Quinn? Um, there is also a Batman the Animated Series uh, black and white, it says figure, but it looks like a statue. Uh, P- it's a PVC figure, um, which actually is very good looking. That confused me, because I thought it was like part of the black and white statue line at first. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, so it's got a it's got a little like rooftop uh, base to it, but yeah, you could easily mistake that. Besides the the base for one of the DC collectibles, Batman Black and Whites. Um, then there are some bombshell uh, pieces that other companies are doing besides DC collectibles because they've licensed that out, and so there are a couple of um, bombshell pieces a Catwoman and a Wonder Woman, and they are noir editions, so that they're kind of, you know, black and white with a bit of um, color in there, seven and a bit inch uh, figures. Okay, doesn't say what they are made of. Oh, they're vinyl, sorry. Vinyl, yeah. Vinyl. Um, not quite as limited. 3,000 pieces, so not as limited. Um, there, is, <laughs> there is, in case you can't get enough of the Jared Leto um, shirtless tattooed Joker from Suicide Squad, then you can have him as a 10-inch plush character. Uh, That's horrible. It, yeah, Absolutely it's horrible. Just horrific. Um, <laughs> I don't understand. Um, there's also a previews exclusive uh, flocked scented Swamp Thing pop vinyl. What is it scented as? Swamp. It must be pine. Yeah, it'd be pine. It's like um, Moss Man meets Swamp Thing. I don't know. It could be. Was it? Were we, um, were we talking about bad scratch and sniffs smells yes. on the show last week? Yes, we were. Could be. You know, uh, maybe they were listening. Scum? I don't know. Maybe. maybe someone was listening and thought, "Hey, there's a market for scratch and sniff stuff that smells bad." Would you really want to be the toy designer working in that though? That's like, oh, we need this to smell like swamp, like on that combination. <laughs> Um, Diamond does the uh, bust as well, and there's a Batman. These are previews exclusive. I understand what that means. If they're San Diego or previews are exclusive, what? Um, but there's a Batman bloody version bust. So if you need some blood on your Batman bust bank, then this is for you. There is it's more like ketchup. Yeah, more like ketchup. Um, from the Femme Fatales line. There is a, um, a a Captain Marvel variant, so they have already solicited this as a regular um, figure, but this is with a 
uh, mohawk variant. So this is, I don't know what that really means. Good grief. A spider Gwen um, unmasked. And then one of my favorite things ever, which we've complained about before, which is when they um, issue different color variants of things that you might want long after the originals come out. And so if you thought that the um, artifacts X-Men Emma Frost with the black costume was weird and wished that they'd made it in the white costume but bought it anyway because you really love Emma Frost, then you'll be disappointed because now they're making a white costume version. Hmm. Uh, there's many mates. There's <laughs> there's a Ghostbusters Peter Venkman um, marshmallow variant. So this is after the demise of the um, Stafford Marshmallow Man. Old spoilers. Um, and uh, <laughs> he's covered in um, marshmallow exploded bits. And uh, yeah, so a nice representation of all of their lines. And gosh, Diamond actually does mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. Now, with uh, the Minimates, Vision's wearing a suit, which I don't think he actually wore in the Civil War movie. He had like a little sweater uh, shirt combination, but I don't think he wore a suit at all. But I think he's worn a suit in Tom King's new comic series. So I don't know if that's actually meant to be a Civil War vision or if it's a... straight from their appearance in Captain America's Civil War. Yeah. You're right. I don't think he ever wore that suit. He wore the really... Natty turtleneck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of people upset that that um, Daredevil TV show set was an exclusive. Yeah. But these, <laughs> these mini mates end up not being hard to find. Like uh, the, yeah. the San Diego exclusive mini mates usually end up on entertainment earth and you, you can get, you can get your hands on them if you want them. So that's the diamond San Diego stuff. So just the beginning more to come. Um, then Prime 1 keeps pumping out one-third scale, enormously large and expensive uh, statues, and the latest in their Batman Museum master line is Two-Face, looking um, very Two-Facey, and he is only going to cost you 900 US dollars. This idea uh, does creep me out. No. <laughs> what, you, you feel sorry for Two Face? No, I just did. No, and he said, "Oh, yeah, you, yeah." He's he's still got half an okay face. He's not it, like I just always wonder how like you see representations of him like this, and it's like, oh, he's gonna have infections, and that eye's gonna dry up. Like, there's like serious medical issues going on here. Yeah, there really are. Yeah. He doesn't have eyelids on that side, does he? No. How does he sleep? No. Look, I, I feel like Throw the, a tail trying over. to apply logic to this is not really going to be um, very useful. He comes with two different portraits, so I'm assuming you know, swap out heads. So there's a normal one and an angry one. And then there's also a swap out right arm. Um, so one with a pistol and one without. And uh, the base is actually really groovy because they've carried the theme of, you know, one burned side of his body. So this is obviously taking more from the cinematic Two-Face than the comic Two-Face. Um, and uh, the base is half burnt on the same side as well, which is cool. 
But as I said, when we talked about the Robin in this line, I, I this scale and price point for this property is something I just don't understand. Um, and obviously, the fact that they're making so many of them means that these are selling and good on them. Yeah, good for them. This is one, though, that probably more than almost any of the others, if you were just a Two-Face fan, you could have this in your collection and it would Whoa, not remarkably stand it. you never wanted to sleep. Yeah. You couldn't because you'd have no eyelids. <laughs> Don't keep it in your bedroom, people. <laughs> yeah. Scary, scary, scary. On your AFB sheets. Yeah. Now, we got to the end of the uh, show last week and realized that we didn't cover any Funko news. <gasps> I know. Um, which was like, wow. But we're making up for this week because there's, of course, a whole bunch of Funko solicits. Um, and it's mostly pops, but there is a Dorb, um, that I know that one of our friends of the show, Mr. Arnie from Marvelicious Toys, will be very excited about because they are doing a Howard the Duck Dorbs. Which is, like, so cool. He's cute. Yeah, he's cute. Um, and then we've got, um, some, uh, Star Trek Beyond, all the kind of characters from Star Trek Beyond. Um, if you care about that, that's, you know, already on the way. Um, and then the thing that I just love about Funko, which is the random old properties that pop up and they are doing dark crystal pops. Oh, uh, no. No? See, that would no? stop me from sleeping. Is dark anything dark crystal? Scary? That's yeah. Oh, those things what? just creep. They're just creepy puppets. They are creepy, creepy puppets. Huh? We finally found something. I, wow. I don't remember being scared of the dark crystal. No, I don't either. I like it's. I never saw it as a kid. It's just the puppets themselves. I just think are weird. Like they're in that the place of the uncanny valley that just feels like nails on a chalkboard to me. Wow. Okay, well, there you go. So now we all know what we're getting Eddie for Christmas. Uh, I, I like all of these except for the Skeksis. I think they kind of missed it with the Skeksis. Gosh, I'm struggling to remember all the characters from this, to be honest. Uh, but there's quite a, uh, a range of them. Jen, Kieran, Fizzig, Ogra, Chamberlain. Yeah, the, the Fizzig's really cute because... He comes with Jen or uh, Kira, and he's like just this little extra piece with his mouth open and kind of pop form. I love that. Here you go. Um, there's also some uh, TV preacher ones. I know some people that would like to buy these and burn them after the premiere of that, um, which I don't think is going to be loved by true fans of the comic. Um, and uh, Rick and Morty, did we talk about that already? Ooh. Think no. so. Gosh, it's hard to keep track. Yeah, they are awesome though. Yeah, I mean, they just the, the volume of stuff that these guys pump out is just amazing. It really is. Have you watched the show yet? After us telling you to, Rick and Morty. You yeah. know, I haven't. I like. I, I seriously <laughs> hardly watch any television. I just don't have time. <laughs> like you were quoting. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy at the beginning of this. This is the modern day Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, look, yeah. I, I'm 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 dead keen. I'm dead keen. It's on my list. I'll I'll if I can get it on my iPad, then I'll watch it when I'm on an airplane. That'll hmm. that'll be how I get it in. But 
I'm still I'm I'm behind on Orphan Black, which is about the only thing that I actually <laughs> watch. So I know. Yeah. Um. Okay. And finally, and I, I don't know why I can't believe that Eddie didn't choose this in his news because Eddie chose his news before I chose mine. Um. But Gentle Giant has got a new Deadpool statue coming out. This is a. I'm confused. This says one eighth. Hmm. One eighth scale collector's gallery. This is we are reading off Hobby Link Japan that has been known for errors, but it does have it twice. <laughs> what's well, listed twice, or what do you mean? Uh, the one eight marking. It has it in the title and then uh, in the actual description. Huh. Okay, there you go. Um, so it is a ten inch statue. I'm just having a look at another. Oh, I'm being bad. It says one eighth as well. Um, 10 inches tall, um, really capturing the humor of Deadpool. I think this is quite charming, um, you know, and, and different from other items that have, uh, come out because he's got his, you know, a, a really, um, you know, funny facial expression and his hands in the air like, what? Um, very groovy. So if you can't get enough Deadpool, this one is going to be 10 inches tall and not really going to break the bank as far as tech juice go at about 150 US. Um, so good on you, General Ed- Giant. Eddie, are you in on this? Uh, I'm always close with this. I'm not a statue guy. I really don't own next to any statues at all. So I do try to avoid, but any Deadpool stuff always I am leaning on the tempting side. In fact, there was a time years ago there was a statue in an all-star comics that I was leaning towards buying. And I think I even walked in the store one day and was like, Oh, maybe I'll get it. And it was sold. So I was like, okay, there we go. And then like a week or so later, I was listening to the podcast action figure blues. And I heard Scotty said that he went into all-star and picked up a Deadpool statue. And I was like, Oh, that was probably why Scotty that beat me to that one. Which one was that? Uh, it was a couple of years ago. I think it was an Artifacts one where he was, like, leaning over some crates. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in the old store. That's still around. You can, that, like, they actually did another run of those, and they did it both in the um, uh, X-Force costume, the um, normal costume, and then they did, like, a Marvel Zombies variant as well. So, um you could probably still grab that if you want to. I'm trying to save money. Okay. God, but yeah, I'm I'm beginning. I like I know when the Metsco 112 is solicited and mm. things like that. I'm gonna break, but I'm a huge <laughs> fan of Ed Guinness uh, Deadpool. So if they ever do any of that late 90s Joe Kelly Ed McGuinness run sort of designs, these are all the modern Tony Moore sort of design they've been using recently. But the Ed McGuinness one, I'll probably be a sucker for if they ever do. Fair enough. Well, that um, that is the end of my news. I think it's over to John now. Well, yes, it is. And um, we talked a lot of Star Wars last week, but uh, it keeps on coming because we're seeing a preview for Darth Maul in the premium format figure. So the premium formats are quarter scale, right? Yep. All right. Yeah. So this is Darth Maul standing tall. Got his double-bladed lightsaber, it looks like. Kind of mid-fight probably with uh, Obi-Wan and uh, Qui-Gon. It looks decent from what we can see, I guess. Mm. I think they've Kath. captured the um, likeness really well. 
Yeah, no, they've got Ray Park down. They really do. Like that that looks and it might be partly the angle, but that looks a lot more like Ray Park than any other Deadpool. Uh, hello, Darth, Darth Maul. <laughs> well, you would kind of hope. Absolutely. <laughs> any other Darth Maul. Yeah. I think I've seen that you can really see him in that, which is quite cool. Yeah, looks angry. I wonder if that ship's in two pieces. <laughs> that joke never gets old. Um, no, the, no. um, you know, when they get to the Darth Maul in Hot Choice, that's going to really... Uh, like, I, I don't see myself collecting many, well, any other prequel characters, but assuming that they do do prequel characters in Hot Toys, which I'm sure they will eventually, um, when they do draw them all, that will be one that I will probably end up getting. Yeah, you, you got to think he'd be kitted out pretty well, just because he had some variation in the binoculars and the probe droids, and yeah, I, I could see that being a big one. You know, he really has, for the amount of screen time to the amount of popularity he still has, oh. you, you, you can't crazy dispute, you know from the prequels that 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 was a good thing so yeah no and uh speaking of film characters we are seeing the first assassin's creed merchandise coming out um this is a seven inch mcfarland figure and it's Aguilar, and it says figure number 12 blue wave color tops color edition we really need to get the mcfarland people to explain that blue wave red wave thing to us yeah i I was looking at that wondering whether it was a mistake by Big Bad Toy Store on their solicit when I first saw it uh, yeah, on the yeah, run. I, um, now, the trailer's just... I don't understand. I, I think that's what they're... They have waves. I, I don't know. We, we need to just write them, maybe, and ask them. Okay. McFarlane, if you're listening, please tell us what this means. Write us back. McFarlane, if you're listening. Do you think it comes with the stands that it Yes, seems? it does come with the stand it with does. the... The Assassin's Creed um, uh, logo on it as well, and um, it says it comes with an assassin sword and hidden blade, so it must be a swap out on his hand for the, the hidden blade. Now I'm a bit mixed on this because I love me some um, AC, but and I've got pretty much all the McFarlane figures so far, but I've got a bit of a dislike for Michael Fassbender, so I kind of what? So, uh, yeah. He's a great actor, but um, don't, if you're a fan, don't uh, read up on his personal life because oh. he's a horrible human being. Um, so I kind of don't want to have an image of his him or kind of that. So I'm I'm in a weird conflict on this one. I think I'll have to wait till I say it to whether or not I pick it up or mm. that. But yeah, that's a bit of a weird. I was really hoping that somebody other than McFarlane might do the figures for the movie. Yeah. We'd see three and three quarters or something with some play sets, but we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see, I guess, what else comes out with this. I See, this is one thing I actually kind of like when they mix, like you got the movie figures and they fit in with the other figures that are being released at the time. I, I like it, except I wish these were more posable for the, because you can't really make them do the game stuff. Yeah. But um, the trailer looks great, so I, I'm, I'm hopeful. Yeah. We'll see more. Might actually be the best video game movie released. Yeah. And speaking of video games, oh, well, it's not really video games. It could be. It was a great game. But um, 
we're seeing Kevin Eastman designed one six Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles figures from three zero. We're seeing a, uh, like a preview image for that. Um, these look pretty good. They they look a little more comic-y than you know some of the other stuff we've seen. I think. Yeah, no, this is very much based on the uh, IDW uh, Turtles comic that's going on at the moment. What do you think of these, Eddie? You're the, the more of the Turtles fan. I'm... I like them. I just like I've just paid a whole bunch this last week on the Mondo Turtles that are coming out, and uh, you've also got Three Zero are releasing their movie Turtles and. I don't think any of them are actually bad. I think like these ones are great and all the ones are great, but there's just so much of like high-end turtles coming out at the if, moment. If you, had, if you had like the even chance to get the Mondo ones in these, which was their preference you'd have? Uh, I'd stay with the Mondos just because they're really hitting back to the vintage toys that I love. Whereas like these, I don't, dislike the designs or anything at all. I kind of like that they've even gone kind of different scales on the turtles, but um, these, yeah, just to me, kind of an artistic interpretation, whereas Mondos are hitting that sort of classic design. That's fair. There are That's so fair. many uh, turtles, like one six scale figures happening. Yeah, I, th- yes. I think what now it's hit Nickelodeon. They're just like, who wants it can sign up. Huh. Well, I think like Eddie said, I think they're all really well done too, which mm. makes it tough, I guess. Yeah, so. true. Yeah. Okay, moving on to something that maybe isn't tough. Um, speaking of Mondo, uh, they have released a preview image for a 1-6 scale Alfred Hitchcock and... Um, you know, obviously he's a famous director and probably one of those directors that's known for showing up in his own works. He had a TV show, you know, where he showed up. So, um, that's kind of cool. Uh, coming with a director's chair with his name on the back, two cigars, one lit and one unlit, um, a clabbered, a butcher knife and interchangeable hands, as well as it's listed as a raven. Yeah. One picture shows it as a raven and one picture shows it as a seagull. So, um, (laughs) Maybe you get both. Maybe the seagull's an exclusive for somebody. We'll, we'll maybe have to wait and see. Um, ben had put this in. I'm thinking. Yeah. He um, notes in. So, so seagull's the exclusive piece. Uh, so you get a raven with him, and then you get the seagull if you get it through Mondo. Oh, well, there you go. Um, $190, and, and Ben put a note in saying that he didn't really care for the portrait on this one. I kind of agree with him. Um, I can see it. I don't know if it's the lighting, but this doesn't look like Alfred Hitchcock to me. Do you know what this reminds me of? I think this would have been an okay portrait if it was released during the early days of Sideshow. That's what this figure's really uh. bringing back to me. That sort of when they were doing the James Bond figures and that, that's, you know, like it's... I don't think it's necessarily horrible. It just seems a bit of an outdated figure now. I think 112 has kind of moved a little bit beyond this yes. level. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I also don't know if it's the lighting, because I think the one that's in white where he's shown with all the accessories looks better. You know, So I don't know if it's the lighting in some of their other kind of moody pictures or not. 
that's influencing. I'd I'd want to definitely see some more if it was me. But I don't know. I don't know. I like the idea of it, but not necessarily the execution. And speaking of creepy execution, um, Sideshow announced looks like three different. Would you call them busts? They're not really even busts. They are alien heads. <laughs> um, budget so, busts. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing budget about these. Woo! <laughs> these are life-size um, alien heads life-size from, from aliens. Hello. Um, so we're seeing an alien warrior, which would be from aliens. This is the one with the more uh, sculpted out uh, head instead of the, the dome. Um, there's a, is there a, a blue edition and a brown edition for that. So depending on which one you want, uh, you can get that um, very creepy item. The, the brown one is just, I don't know, that one, I, guess, I, I don't know, they're all kind of disturbing. I don't know if I could have that on the, the, the mantle. <laughs> Um, and then finally, they have a. The third one is actually the newborn alien from Alien Resurrection, and this one is just that's just too creepy. Yeah, because it's that flesh tone, and he's got the eyes, you know, the human eyes and teeth, versus the you know the metal teeth, and he's got all that white skin. Ugh. I do kind of find it funny if you follow Necker on Twitter. They it's, everyone asks about doing the newborn every now and then and the reply is kind of like, oh, yeah, maybe a bit further down the line and, you know, maybe if demand builds for it a little more and da-da-da. And then Sideshow's like, here's a $1,300 head of it. Go go for it. Yeah. So it'll be... Yeah, all, all three of these are, are $1,300 and they're, they're expected in December this year or to February of next year. Mm. Like that, the newborn you'd have to do some explaining because that's not even super pop culture that general people coming into your house. He looks he he looks so sad at the end. Yeah, well he's a baby. Yeah, gotta see the baby. Bye bye. Have you seen that film, Scott? Which one? Resurrection. No. (laughs) No. Any any of these interesting you? Could, no. would, would, you? Could you put these in the hallway? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I forget. You know, this isn't this isn't about you know not being family suitable. This is about not being me suitable. Yeah, that that'd wake you up in the middle of the night if you got up to go to the bathroom or something, <laughs> wouldn't you? So yeah. Just move it around the house while other people are asleep. And... <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that. This is you know stuff. Uh, ornaments for the permanently single you know, <clears throat> would be my kind of take on this. I, I they're weird because they don't have necks, I think, except for the newborn. The newborn kind of has the whole neck thing going on, but the the two alien warriors <laughs> don't have necks, and that, that that's weird. I <laughs> like that's your creepy line for them. Uh, they don't have necks. That's weird. It's just like a head. For, I mean, it's not like the head was cut off or anything. It's just here's a head. Here's a head. <laughs> Yeah. Scott, can you save this, please? Move on and talk about something not creepy. 
Yeah, could you I, please yeah. move on and talk about some? I, I can save you, yeah. John. Yeah. Uh, so on the oh, less okay. scary side of things, uh, we saw today through Hasbro's uh, website, The Pulse, released images of the final figure to be revealed in their Marvel Legends X-Men wave, and that's Wolverine. Uh, and I saw some mixed opinions online about this guy today. So we didn't know which Wolverine we're getting. It turns out it's him in his classic brown and yellow suit. And he's going to come with interchangeable hands so you can have claws out or claws in. Uh, but I know there was a few people hoping it might have been the old man Logan or even the Laura Kinney X-23 uh, Wolverine that's in the comics at the moment. But, uh, you know, for... A lot of people who haven't are new to Marvel Legends, it's good they finally get a chance to pick up the brown suit. Uh, I'm Wolverine. I'm really happy for this, even though I have the other one, because uh, you know I, I really like the new bucks and articulation that they're doing. This looks fantastic, and seeing as so many of the X characters are getting an update, um, giving this one an update too, I think is cool. And and like you said, I, you know I I feel. Again, like people can be a bit churlish and selfish. It's like, oh man, I already have these. Well, there's lots of people out there that don't. Yeah. There's lots of people out there that, you know, are, um, either don't kind of know how to access the secondary market or, um, you know, don't have the funds for the way that some of these go in the secondary market. Or, or, maybe, or maybe they were kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, there Which are was. Marvel no. Legends collectors out there that, that collect the Hasbro Marvel Legends and don't collect Toy Biz. And so a lot of these are, a lot of the characters in this wave that's coming are characters that have only been done in Toy Biz. They haven't been done in Hasbro before. And so people are happy about that. And I think that that's good. It helps us. It helps the, uh, the whole community if people are getting what they want because then that means that they'll buy them and then they'll make more things. Yeah. I, I, I was actually um, happy because I never picked him up in the brown suit back in the day and had just recently thought, oh, you know what, I don't have that brown suit, Wolverine. Maybe I should start looking for him. And he's going for a fair bit in the secondary market at the moment. So they revealed this, and I was like, okay, now I can pick up a brown suit. Goes in with the new Hasbro shelf, and I tick that off. And also, so we've also seen his uh, box design too. So it's a... Uh, they're mixing up the colors a little bit, which we've been getting a bit of the same blue color recently this year. We're getting now yellow and black for this uh, box design, and he's coming with the head part of the Juggernaut Builder figure uh, that we're going to be getting. So not too sure what he's like underneath the helmet. It's the classic Juggernaut helmet design, though, but he's got a few costumes underneath that, so still could be a different design we haven't seen. True. Little we'll spot of that yet. I really like the fact that he's got the interchangeable hands. Yep. Yeah. That is cool. Good fun. Yeah. Very good. Scotty uh, approved. <laughs> very nice. Uh, and speaking of cool figures that comes with uh, different parts, we have the Nightmare on Elm Street 3, the Dream Warriors 7-inch Ultimate Action Figure Freddy coming from NECA Toys. So Freddy was actually their first Ultimate Figure they did for the uh, first film, Nightmare on Elm Street, and uh, he's proven to be very popular, so they're going back to it here with the Dream Warriors version, which 
Uh, I'm not a big horror guy, but this is actually one of my favorite horror films, and I reckon it's the best Nightmare on Elm Street film, uh, is this one, Dream Warriors. So uh, I think this is going to be a popular one uh, with a lot of people after this. So it comes with a few different parts. So uh, he's got a couple of different uh, heads that you can uh, swap out with, uh, two pairs of hands, uh, the uh, sort of like craft-made version of the uh, famous uh, Freddy house from Elm Street and uh, one of the little puppets from a classic kill scene uh, in the movie there, and it comes in your lovely Ultimate Necker box design toy. So are you guys horror fans? Does this one bring back memories? Do you know me at all? Hello. <laughs> I'm scared just looking at this. It, it it's it's okay. I, I don't know about that swap out chest if I like the way it looks because it kind of looks like it's just popped on there, and I I don't know. It's they did that very well with the T one thousand. So if they use similar uh, tech to that, uh, I would imagine it should be good. I mean, this is not a finished yeah uh, prototype. Obviously, they've got big wordings over the images saying this is not the final product it will be articulated because looks like we're running off an old base figure here uh, for the lower legs but they're getting it out i do get like i'm actually fine with needles at the doctor but syringes on his hand there that freaked me out the first time i watched that movie and that hand still uh kind of creeps me out with the needle hands is that the one with the comic book guy uh no that's Final Nightmare, maybe, I want to say. That was a bit later on, where it was Super Freddy. Which is a lie, no, no. I'm sure. I'm sure there were more nightmares after Final Nightmare. No, yeah. the one where uh, the comic book artist took him on and was doing okay against him for a while. I don't think... It's been a while since I've watched this one, but I don't think it was that one. I think he was a later on... I didn't think one. the kid was an early one, but I could be wrong. Kid, Yeah. I don't think I, I've yeah, ever I could be completely wrong on that. I claim to be no expert at all. I don't but. think I've ever watched like one of these complete from beginning to end, but I've probably seen most of them in pieces. Uh, three is the best one. Uh, the rest, the first one is interesting just from a film standpoint in the first movie of Johnny Depp. And New Nightmare is actually kind of interesting on a meta text level because it's about Freddy haunting the filmmakers that made Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street, uh, and then and Jason vs. Freddy is actually just like a fun action movie, um, but yeah, but I I'm not a huge horror guy, so and that's not coming from a place of belovedness of the genre or franchise, but uh, I do think there are some good ones in there, and Robert England's uh, usually good in the roles when he's on screen. Uh, there we go. Uh, moving on to my next bit of news. Another person who's quite good at cutting things down is Link from The Legend of Zelda. And we have his Skyward Sword one-seventh scale, as we're getting into interesting scale um, licenses here, a uh, figure that's coming from the Good uh, Smile Company, which is the same people who bring you Figma toys. Uh, so he's a very nice, detailed-looking statue Coming through here, you got Link with holding the Skyward Sword. Has his Hylian shield uh, there, and in his classic green tunic with the chainmail coming out underneath, uh, like the Skyward Sword design. 
represents. So, a uh, little disappointed once again we're getting a Skyward Sword design link. It's not the most beloved uh, game in the franchise. It was the most recent major release on a console version of it, though, so I can sort of understand why we keep getting this design. But I'd, personally, I'd like to see more Ocarina of Time uh, releases. I have a confession. You've never played I've never, it? I've never played any of those. Oh, that's okay. I'm just disappointing all sorts of people today, aren't I? Yeah. You, you should play Ocarina of Time. It's considered the greatest game of all time. But, you know, no pressure if you're... Because I know you play video games, so it's not like that's a That's true. Excuse to run through. <laughs> if, if you get a chance, it is... Get a yeah. It is worth it through. Oh, watch a Let's Play. Able. Yeah. Game Grumps is doing it at the moment. Just go watch Game Grumps' YouTube channel and watch them play it. Hey, speaking of disappointments, your next um, yeah. news item. Might be. Yeah, uh, so my next news item uh, comes from what I'm sure we'll be covering a lot, and Scotty's already touched upon the San Diego Comic-Con releases, and I'm talking about Mattel's announcements where we have a Barbie Amazon Princess Wonder Woman doll, a Monster High Ghostbusters, Ghost, uh, Ghostbusters, not Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Uh, Ghost, <laughs> <laughs> There's a missed Ghost, marketing opportunity. Yeah, there we are. Uh, Ghostbusters Frankenstein doll, uh, Monsters High, uh, forgive my pronunciation of the name, Robekia Steam and Hyixia Steam Dolls, uh, which when I first saw these ones, I thought this was actually a Bombshells one. You know how they did Superman with Power Girl? Yeah. I Can I just translate a... for people that, yeah. So, Rebecca and Hezekiah. Would be okay. Hezekiah. Yeah. yeah. So, they're kind of like steampunk monster people uh and what i think's the highlight i've revealed so far the he-man and the masters of the universe uh shira uh one-twelfth doll a ghostbusters box set uh that has the four female ghostbusters in sort of like a cute hero uh superhero squad kind of design taking on ronan the big bad ghost from this movie a Thomas the Tank Engine Hall of Justice, is it? There. Yes. What about ones there? Uh, runs there. A marionette uh, doll uh, from uh, the Ever After High, and it's the Cedar Marionette exclusive. And this is just the beginning of some of the announcements. I'm sure there's more to come. It's known as Wave 1. But, uh, yeah, definitely a few... Oh, and I missed, sorry, the Disney Pixar Cars Precision Series Diecast Dirt Track Fabulous Hudson Hornet Vehicle, uh, which I know everyone was waiting on that announcement. Yeah, yeah, I was I, disappointed yeah. you. About I could barely sleep. Yeah. So what was your big disappointment in this one, Scotty? I feel like you had. Oh, look, I mean, I think that in terms of just the the – lead up that Mattel is giving to these. And obviously they've really moved away from a lot of the stuff that I'm interested in collecting. But in this first lot of uh, announcements, there's certainly nothing 
that I would, you know, see as a real, in the kind of collector, like action figure collector space. Obviously, there's, you know, there are other properties. Um, but the tease that they've done in terms of, um, DC, teasing the DC universe logo, not the multiverse logo, um, et cetera, it'll be really interesting to see whether, and obviously they're not done here, but whether anything comes of that or if this is, you know, this is kind of the standard of what we're getting. Cause Mattel obviously is not in the good books of a lot of, um, action figure collectors these days. And mm. I certainly don't see anything here that's going to do anything to change that. Yeah. So the DC Thomas the Tank Engine has it one year? Uh, no. No. You know, that better not be the, um, DC, DC universe thing. That's all I'm saying. I, I didn't realize how small those actually were because I saw a four pack of them the other day at Walmart and they are small. Like I thought they were like, you know, about four or five inch long cars and they're more like two inch cars or trains. They're very small. Hmm. My um, disappointment here sort of came from their original announcement tease had all the different logos on it and they had Shearer as its own logo, mm. which we have here with the doll, which is leading me to suspect we will not see a Masters of the Universe classic uh, San Diego piece this year, which has been the one thing I've generally picked up from them consistently yeah. year after year. So uh, there was Thundercats listed, so we might get something similar. Uh, through Thundercats, which I've heard theorized might be the two figures that they pulled uh, from the original uh, release plan, uh, and that this might be the only year of Thundercats by the way the sub sold, but uh, that's just theory and speculation. But if you are after San Diego news that nearly broke the internet, if you are on Turtle forums, uh, we have a, another group announcing their San Diego Comic-Con exclusives, and that's NECA. And their big announcement was that they are doing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as part of their video game line, and they're doing two big box sets, one with the four turtles, and one with Shredder and the different coloured foot soldiers. So it's from the old arcade uh, Nintendo game. And these things do look fantastic. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're new bucks that they're using. It's not their original uh, turtles that they did uh, quite a few years ago that now turn up a lot on the uh, Chinese market as knockoffs. Uh, but new bucks running through here. The shredder actually looks quite fantastic. Uh, but the deal that NECA have means that they can only sell these things at Comic-Con itself. So if you are a Turtles collector, you need to either be at Comic-Con to buy it, uh, have someone going to Comic-Con to buy it for you, or uh, be ready to mortgage the house as you buy it oh, off boy. someone on the secondary oh, market. Dear. And, yeah, this is definitely causing a lot of fuss uh, in fandom circles and uh, some interesting discussion going on. Angst. Yeah. And it's that yeah. thing of, like, you know, you've got people who have brought every single version of the Turtles released and now, you know, kind of, you know, some people, it almost feels like they'd prefer it not to be released at all if they can't get it through there in hands, but... You know, then there's other people that's like, oh, well, it's good that it's out there and some people can get it. And 
Uh, As I was saying uh, to some people talking about this, I mean, NECA have been quite good at, you know, saying, you know, we can't exactly release this to everyone, but then they keep fighting for the ability to jump through certain hoops that they haven't been able to before. And then, you know, maybe a couple of years down the line, they might work out the right so that they can release it and put it out there. So fingers crossed that uh, they'd be working on some sort of deal through there. But uh, I was pretty surprised that their Aliens Newt turned up as an SDCC exclusive too. Yeah, I didn't know that that was an exclusive. Yeah, so that was, uh, so there was a few other ones in here. We have uh, Newt. Uh, coming through as well, uh, which I do remember. I don't think they announced the wave that she was coming in, so I was kind of surprised to see her here, but it does kind of fit in with their runs. And from what I've seen on their Twitter feed, the uh, human characters apparently haven't been selling as well, um, except for the Marines and uh, Ripley figures. So maybe they'll just sort of hedging their bets a little bit here with it. But, I mean, this is a figure I never expected to see, so just the fact that we're getting it and putting it out. And I believe this one isn't under the same uh, restriction, so they should also have a few of these up on uh, their uh, eBay page and different spots to pick up as well. Uh, Same with their Predator exclusive, which is a cloaked, version of the scar predator who also comes with an exclusive little hologram display of the pyramid and we got some head knockers so my boy deadpool uh in his x-force gray coloring and uh the he's a bobblehead yeah he's a bobblehead head knocker will you get him yeah no once again (laughs) statues and bobbleheads aren't my i'm a figure guy give me articulation and six inches and we also have <coughs> the Spider-Gwen yeah. uh, unmasked figure uh, also coming in the Headknocker versions, which seems to be her exclusive version is them doing unmasked versions. Yeah, yeah. That seems to be a popular one. And that rounds out my news for the week. Very good. And that rounds out the news. So we will take a short break and come back with the next installment of everybody's favorite podcast game, Name that. Hi, my name is Hi, my name is my name is Well, every week on the show, the fantastic John, who is also known as Engineer Nerd from TVandFilmToys.com, plays helps us play a game by getting us to guess a action figure sound or a commercial sound. And uh, last week, I think personally, was the pinnacle of this game um, with uh, a sound from my favorite childhood cartoon, Josie and the Pussycats. Um, but I think John's going to try and, you know, keep the thing going anyway. So, John, over to you. Let's yeah, see. You know, we, we might have to retheme a little bit. We're, we're working on with, you know, yeah. some different ideas for the future. So <laughs> keep, keep listening. Upward and onward. Um, you know, I play a sound, so we will play a sound right now. You missed it. 
scum. Ugh, yuck. I guess we made a mess out of their plans. I feel like... Is this something that we use on the show? I didn't think so, but... No. Maybe? I, I think it might be the same kid that's used in a couple of 90s ads. It was the it, it was the music that I... It was probably the same music, eh? Yeah. yeah. I think you might use one, but I don't think it's the same commercial. Now that you said oh, Okay. Yeah, I mean, I have no idea what it is. So. I, th- I think I might know this one, but I won't say it. Cause that oh, will, oh, come on. Um, Take a guess. Is it Captain Planet? It is Captain Planet. Very good, Eddie. Oh, yeah. The, the hosts are on a roll here the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I, this is how you beat Hellbot. You guess it before the answers, before the episode's even up. It's the only way I found his weakness. Yeah, well, he actually got it. Not uh-huh. it was posted again this week. So. Oh, I thought it was Josie and the Pussycats. Ah. Was, yeah, no, you're. I thought this was the new one. Ah, bless your heart. Maybe when you've listened to a couple of these, you'll understand how they work, Eddie. Yeah, you know, yeah. We've only been doing it for like two hundred episodes. Here. Okay. Eddie, Eddie's having t- problems with this time space continuum. <laughs> it's all timey wimey. <laughs> Actually, I have that problem, and that's a little behind-the-scenes thing where, you know, we're prepping the next show almost right after the other one airs. So sometimes I'm looking at these when I'm editing them and going, okay, which episode just aired and which clip do I need? And and, and sometimes even I have a hard time keeping it straight, so don't feel bad, Eddie. Well, the pressure can be on to listen to an episode before we record one if you're not on it, so you know. I I always listen to them as soon as they can. Always. Like time-wise, sometimes there's. I know you do because usually I post it on our Thursday night, and I wake up Friday morning to your corrections. I didn't have any this week. I know. I was just you assumed that you had corrections. There are more comments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're getting inside baseball here. <laughs> yeah. Except for. Um, I don't even know what I was going to say. Never mind. I'm good. You know what? We should probably play a new sound. We'll zap him with the light. Don, he'll destroy the spaceship. We've lost. Better find another ship. Let's try the kitchen. <laughs> another trial. We'll play it one more time. Just to give you a fair fighting chance. We'll zap him with the light. Don, he'll destroy the spaceship. We've lost. Better find another ship. Let's try the kitchen. <laughs> Another Eddie? Yep. If, if they thought, the, the fantastic listeners out there, thought they knew what that was, and they're not named Hellbot, where would they go? Because Hellbot already knows where to go. They would go to actionfigurebluesforum.com and venture a guess in the Name That thread. Are, are you sure that's the web address? It's close to that. It's either that or some sort of auto repair one. It's I always get those two confused. AFB forum. AFB forum. AFB, the letters. Yeah. But they stand for Action Figure Blues. Yeah, not Air Force yeah. Base. But you should have this website bookmarked anyway, so you don't have to remember it. You just click on it and it comes up. That is true. That's the whole reason I started following Scott on Twitter. I thought he was an Air Force toy collector. <laughs> It's a true story. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's told this story before. If and I know, this is like his secret origin. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, because I'm an Air Force brat, my uh, my dad was in the Air Force, so I thought that was cool. I was like, oh, there you go. Be in the Air Force. Little did I know. Little did you know what would what the the turn that your life would take. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. But Scott, what what would happen if they ventured over to AFBforum.com and went to name that thread and made a guess and it was correct? Well, obviously, first of all, they would um, experience a great sense of personal satisfaction. Um, they would receive the uh, um, admiration of the AFB forum community. And uh, for this week only, they also will receive um, a blue Starburst baby. Was that the one um, that was on the floor? Or? Yeah, that's not in packet paper, just in fine print. It's, it is loose. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a loose, uh, you know, single, because they don't come single packed, right? So, um, but, you know, I feel there's some authenticity here because in the pre show, um, I had a bit of an incident with a packet of um, Starburst babies, um, which are like jelly babies. They're not like actual babies, so don't freak out, people. <laughs> um, um, they, they may have exploded all over my desk and so i do need you know some assistance in taking care of them so it's you know there's probably a little bit of a self-serving element to this week's prize but there you go so uh it well actually you know what i'll give them a choice because there is a purple one available uh, as well. <laughs> purple well, image has been in my head for the last week hmm when we were talking about busts and armless busts, and you said that, <laughs> but oh no, they can't. I, I have been picturing like armless people with like pencils in their mouth typing on their computer <laughs> keyboards for like a week now. All the hate mail. All the hate yeah. mail. Yeah. Do you, do you remember this? This is you know a total tension, but um, there's a, a old Sesame Street um, little segment that's got these two little puppets and one of them has no eyes and one of them has no arms and they're both trying to get fruit off a tree. Vaguely remember that. And so eventually they realize that if they help each other, that they can get it. And then one of them says, that was great. Let's give it a name. And the, and the second one says, how about cooperation? And then the first one says, no, let's call it, Surely. <laughs> yeah. Mm. That's what I think of when I think of armless people. Uh, well, there's actually, you might find this interesting. There's a, a Chinese movie that's a kung fu movie, and it's got a guy with no arms and a guy with no legs. <gasps> and the guy with no arms is strapped to the back of the guy, or the guy with no legs is strapped to the back of the guy with no <laughs> arms. So one has the arms and one has the legs. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh! How how are we going to get out of this without getting hate mail? I don't understand. <laughs> I, Why I have remained silent during this conversation. <laughs> I would like to point out any listeners who are going to email in. Um, you know, if you think you know what that uh, sound is, and or if it's just too tough, come over to tvandfilmtoys dot com Tuesdays and Thursdays. We play a picture version, and you still guess in the forum. You can still get jelly babies. Um, I need to make a slight revision to that though, because I absentmindedly just ate the blue and purple one. <laughs> Ooh. 
while you were talking. Um, but I do have an orange and a red one available. Yeah, at least for another five minutes. Yep. <laughs> oh, hey. So that's thing that. <laughs> and after that, I think we are going to take a short break. I'm going to collect myself and sort out my jelly babies. And uh, we're going to come back, and Eddie's going to review something. We have two toys of the week for this episode. This is where we take one item and look at it in a bit more detail. And Eddie has our first toy of the week. So over to you, Eddie. What have you got to share with us? Uh, Thank you, Scott. So I have managed to procure a Marvel Legends Namor. Uh, So I believe this guy is going to be a Walgreens exclusives uh, once he finally hits and makes it to the States. But... Uh, because we don't have Walgreens here in Australia, he's actually turned up uh, on a online seller here in Australia. So uh, he had him up for pre-order a while ago. I uh, put myself down for him, and he arrived recently. And I haven't seen much word of him hitting anywhere else except for Australia. So I think this, at the moment, is uh, the only place you can pick him up. Uh, but he's a Marvel Legends figure, so obviously made by Hasbro. He's uh, just being released this year, so 2016 release. Uh, Marvel Legend obviously means he is a figure. He set me back $35, uh, and that's Australian dollars, uh, assuming he's going to be much less once he uh, hits through in the States. But that's actually pretty much just the retail price here in Australia, Uh, so I was quite happy to pay that. Uh, He comes in your just modern uh, Marvel Legends-style box that we've been seeing of recent. Uh, it's slightly a aqua blue colour that they've used on it. It's not colour-matching any of the other waves that have come through, and it really works for the character. Uh, I do quite like the box that they used for this one, uh, and it is uh, very collector-friendly, like a lot of these modern Marvel Legends have been. You can just slide the tray in and out, Sculpt-wise, he actually uh, impressed me a fair bit for what should essentially be a fairly basic figure. Uh, I've put photos up on the Action Figure Blues uh, Facebook page, so you can jump there and check him out. Uh, But he has a brand-new head sculpt. Uh, He's got a new upper torso sculpt to give him the collar. Uh, He's got new uh, sort of forearm uh, sculpts going on with the bracelets and he's got new ankle sculpts so he's got those little wings uh, those mercury rings uh, on his ankles there so that lower shin part of his leg is new Uh, and a new belt piece but apart from that he's the uh, new Captain America Grim Reaper buck that he's uh, on 
there, which has been a great new buck. Me and Ben have, uh, in particular, been singing the praises of this buck. Works really well for Namor. Uh, but where this figure really shines for me uh, is in the paint. He's got this very cool uh, sort of cobalt aqua blue used for highlight parts of his suit uh, that also have a nice scale pattern uh, painted in through there. They've got a really nice gold color on his belts and his uh, sort of wrist bracelets. Uh, very nice black used over the figure. Uh, very little slop, if any at all. I've only got a tiny little bit behind his ears, but uh, all the paint has been very nicely applied onto him. And even, it's not really a paint choice, but I'm going to put it in the paint section. Just the color of skin tone they've used on him here, sort of a very tanned Mediterranean look that works really well on the figure uh, that I think is just fantastic. And they've given him sort of a uh, purple iris, not purple, sorry, completely wrong, a silver iris colour uh, used over there in his eyes that give him a very nice sort of shine uh, and sparkle to his eyes, just adding that little bit of charismatic character there uh, that really does work uh, for Namor as someone who might be able to say woo Sue Storm away from Reed Richards. So really loving the paint choices here. Uh, only one I don't like has been the problem with these Marvel Legends figures. I've got a white copyright coding code uh, on the back of his leg uh, printed in there, which is a bit of a shame. Uh, in terms of articulation, he's your basic Marvel Legends uh, buck that we've been getting, so nothing new there in terms of articulations that we haven't covered on a million figures previously. Uh, but his articulation does work really well for this character. You can get him into a lot of great swimming poses. Uh, I've generally had him with his uh, sort of swimming flat hands out and sort of a looking down angle for some great choice poses there to make it look like he's just pushing through the water seamlessly. Uh, and speaking of those swimming hands, he doesn't come too much uh, accessory-wise, but he comes with a trident and two closed hands that can hold the trident and two flat swimming hands, which are the same as the running hands that came with Speed Demon uh, in an earlier wave this year. And having those being able to swap out between uh, fist hands and swimming hands for this guy works really, really well. So any aquatic characters coming out, uh, I think, could really benefit from this choice in design. Uh, so... To quickly wrap it up through here, how's he stand, Adam, the Dolly rating? Uh, I'd probably have to give this guy a 9 out of 10 on a Dolly rating for hmm. a Marvel Legends figure. I think he perfectly captures a very great design of the character. It's definitely coming through. Uh, there's nothing super spectacular here, but they do get the basics spot on and 100% uh, right. My only disappointment with the character and the only reason it's not a complete 10 out of 10 uh, is just that the trident is a reuse of the staff that came with the Odin builder figure. Oh, I wonder uh, if that was painted. That, yeah. yeah, it is. Uh, it's not bad. I actually do like the paint applications they've done on this trident. So it's got some aqua colors at certain points. It's got a white... Uh, almost uh, pearl 
tipping to the top of the trident. And what I've actually found is I don't like posing my Namor with a trident, but this painted uh, staff trident actually works better with the Odin figure and adds a lot more royalty and sort of uh, weird Kirby design to mm-hmm. him than his unpainted staff that he came with. And if you really want to give Namor a trident, that unpainted gold staff works better as that sort of classic trident design than this painted one. Uh, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of collectors in the near future are sort of swapping these uh, between those two figures there. But a uh, bit of an odd choice. I would have liked to see him come with, say, that trident that we saw the Toy Biz one came with a few years ago that was right off that, uh, I believe it was a John Byrne uh, cover. But uh, apart from that, uh, he's pretty much, he's a basic figure, but he gets those basics spot on, so 9 out of 10. I have to say, I don't really think of Namor with a trident. Yeah, I I don't either. I know he has had them in the oh, past. Oh, sure, yeah. Yep. But it's always more of an Aquaman thing for me. Like, if I actually had to think of an accessory for Namor, I would go with that uh, sort of curled seashell horn that he often uses for calling up the monsters from the deep, but that might just be the Fantastic Four Namor stories that I've kind of read and associated him with more than um, other people, but that's kind of always the thing I think of Namor holding than a trident. I, I more think of him holding a, like a blue chick or you know, something than... <laughs> yeah, comes with a Sue Storm accessory. Oh! oh. <laughs> Awkward! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um I, I haven't got mine yet, but I'm really keen. Yeah, you know, I, I like Namor and I think this is uh a, a, a really, really good looking figure. I don't understand why he's a Walgreens exclusive, but there you go. And I have stopped at Walgreens multiple times looking for him and he has not showed up here yet. Me well that I have seen. Yeah. Give it time. I don't, I don't think he's. I don't know that he's actually been spotted in the U.S. yet, has he? I not that I have heard. Yeah, I. I the only people I've heard of uh, picking him up have been here in Australia. I haven't heard of anyone in any other country getting their hands on him, apart from I think one or two of those midnight special eBay sellers. But uh, I'm sure if he's hitting here, uh, it's yeah. only a matter of time before we start to see him. True, true. Oh, we gotta wait, wait on the sea turtles to make it. To- yeah. Come on, and before we get any complaints about, oh, how come it's there in Australia and not here in the States, welcome to our world, people. Yeah, shut up. Welcome to our <laughs> world. <laughs> well, thank you very much for that, Eddie. That is um, really great and gives something uh, people a bit of a guide as to whether or not it's for them. It's definitely for me. I can't wait to get mine. And uh, we will take a short break and talk about the other things that we have added to our collection this week. Tired of losing battle after battle in the sky, the Autobots create the ultimate robot jet. Jetfire. Transformers. More than meets the eye. But the evil Decepticons have a secret new weapon. Shockwave. The Transformers. Robots in disguise. The Transformers. From Hasbro. Well, we are all here because we collect, and Feeding the Addiction is where we talk about what we have collected or pre-ordered or are about to receive in the uh, last time since we were on the show. And, uh, John, what have you been collecting or trying to collect in the last week or so? Well, I had common Rider figures coming from Japan. 
the box was, I was watching the tracking and, uh, I saw it go to Tokyo and then I saw it go to Chicago and then I said it was at their destination post office. And so I knew when it was coming and came home to find a little slip of paper in the Ooh. mailbox that said, you have to come sign for this. Ooh. So there Ooh. you go. Yeah. <laughs> in, in Australia, because the, the post office is cost-cutting and taking longer to do things and charging more for it, etc., watching tracking is really amusing because even things that are sent within Victoria, which is the state that Eddie and I live in, can end up going from Victoria to New South Wales to Victoria um, before they get to you. Like, it's it's just hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> well, that's because we've got the big international airport here in Melbourne, mm. but the sorting centre, the big sorting centre's in New South, New South Wales. Wales. So yep. they, they got to ship it across country to sort it, to ship it back to... It's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah, weird. (laughs) It can take me longer. If I ordered something from our sponsor, Pop Culture, which is in Victoria, um, but, you know, a two-hour drive or so away from me, um, and then I ordered something from Big Bad Toy Store in the States Express, it's quite possible that I would receive the box from Big Bad before I got the box from Pop Culture. Mm, wow. Yeah, that's happened to me twice. And you know, like and not in you know, sent at the same time. Um, but uh it, it's just insane. Insane. Anyway. Um Eddie, what about your good self? What have you been collecting? Uh I've got a couple of things. I had my uh Masters of the Universe Classics uh Voltac, uh who was a figure from earlier in the year, but production got delayed on him, but he finally came through. Uh remembered that I actually hadn't pre-ordered my Mondo Ninja Turtles uh, 1/12, uh, 12-inch figure uh, Raphael, which Raphael's actually my favorite turtle, so I would have been devastated if I'd yeah. gotten the other three and not a Raphael. So he's locked in and ordered now, and I can sleep easy again at night. Uh, I've got around to picking up a figure that's been on my watch list for ages, which was the G.I. Joe 25th Anniversary uh, vehicle advanced specialist Matt Tracker. Uh, but those of you who know their 80s toys, uh, Matt Tracker isn't really a G.I. Joe. He is an agent of Mask, and they sort of slipped him in, him in as a little bit of an Easter egg into the 25th line, uh, which I was happy to grab. And he's one I remember I saw him cheap, and I didn't pick him up. And I've got one of those things where sometimes if I see a figure for cheap, that becomes kind of my price line I want to pay for it. Uh, but I never saw it for that price again, and he has been slowly increasing. And with movie talks and riders finally on and uh, comic book coming out and all that, I just have the feeling he's going to start creeping up and up and up. So I decided to pull the trigger and pick him up. And I also locked in a few more uh, Marvel Legends with pre-order. So I've got the... Jim Lee Punisher on pre-order and the movie Civil War Winter Soldier and Falcon 2-pack locked in, so they should be arriving here in Australia shortly. And as a gift for my dad, who did a wonderful job hosting a charity trivia night for cancer, uh, where we raised $22,000 
uh, for the Royal Children's Hospital. Uh, he did that trivia night dressed in a green suit with question marks. So Aww. it brought him a little Riddler Dorbs uh, that actually looks a lot like him in that suit uh, to sit on his desk as a way of saying that I was proud of him for his charity work. Oh, what a nice son. Yeah, I'm okay. He's all right. Yep. <laughs> well, I got my DC Collectibles Cheetah Bombshell statue, which I'm about to review. So there was a bit of a story about how I acquired her, but I'll save that for the review. And then I got two, ticked off two things that have been on my want list this week. One minor, one uh, major. Um, I finally got my Marvel Universe slash Infinite Series. Um, oh, no. What's her name? The Kazar and... I'm just having a mental blank right now. You know, Kazar's... Shanna. Uh, Shanna. Hello. Hello. Yep. Yeah, Shanna. <laughs> I wanted her so much, I can't remember her name. So, Shanna, which was back in the Vulture series, one that, for whatever reason, I didn't uh, pre-order, because I usually order the waves from Big Bad, just because they are, um, you know, most of them don't come out here in Australia, and if they do, they're quite expensive. And I think by the time I got around to wanting to order it, it was already sold out. And so I've just been cherry-picking those figures as I can find them and I finally got a Shanna for a very reasonable price um which I'm happy with so that's one I can tick off the Marvel Universe uh slash infinite series um list and then very exciting um I back I guess when I started collecting statues uh a very big DC Direct fan those are kind of some of the first um statues that I collected, but I missed quite a few of the really great um, like multi-character sets that DC Direct did in the early years. So they, they had a line called the Classic Confrontations line, and I've got the later statues in that line, like Batman and Killer Croc, Wonder Woman and Ares, which is an amazing statue. Um, I recently got the Superman and Darkseid. I reviewed that on the show. And one that has always been on my list is the Batgirl versus Catwoman set, um, which I saw in person a number of years ago now at King's Comics in Sydney. And I, uh, th- their prices often are not... Um, uh, that they, they can be quite high. Um, you know, they're obviously they have got quite a big uh, walk by or, or you know walk in uh, market, and so they can charge stuff. And I remember seeing it and thinking, oh, that's I think probably more than I should pay for this. Um, I might go away and do some research and then see whether or not it's reasonable, um, and I can just get it online if I want it. And, of course, by the time I worked out that it wasn't a terrible price for it, it had sold. <laughs> and since then, um, I have watched more auctions for that piece than I could count. And either the asking price was ridiculous or the shipping price from the States is ridiculous, and I've just never been able to pull the trigger, but I finally got one. Um, so happy. So I'll save that for a rainy day. I'll review it someday when I don't have anything, you know, new to review, but I'm really, really happy with it. Um, great, great fun. And, uh, one of kind of the things I really like about it is that they're actually separate pieces. It's not just like one statue. There's three pieces, the two characters and then a little prop. And so you can kind of arrange them in different ways, etc. So very good fun from the good old DC direct days. Yay. 
happy. The other ones aren't like that, are they? They're more. No, they're they're all one piece too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it was a smaller, um, what like it's a lot smaller than those bigger, you know, Killer Croc and Batman's huge sort of thing. So it was early days um, of that, but Silver Age, you know, Bronze Agey kind of um, Batgirl, Catwoman, and I am a very big. Barbara Gordon Batgirl fan, so that's one I've really wanted to add to the collection. But you know, just when you're on, on eBay, from for, for me anyway, there's one of the things I do like about eBay is that you know you can kind of set your price and walk away. And so I have a, had kind of an idea in my head of what I felt was reasonable with shipping to pay for it. And sometimes it's worthwhile playing the long game. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. All right. So, unless anyone has anything else to report, we will wrap up Feeding the Addiction and come back in a moment with our second Toy of the Week for this episode. Thunder, 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 thunder. Introducing evil mutant warriors, Rattero, Soulsman, Croon the Destroyer, battle against Lion-O and the new Thundercat allies, Hatchiman, Snowman. Tesco Warrior, the battle is on for the Sword of Omen. Figures and vehicles each sold separately from LJF. Well, it's once again time for another feature segment, and we're doubling back and doing another Toy of the Week. And as always, Scott's looking at something cool, and I want to hear about it. So, Scott, take it away. Thank you very much. Um, People who have listened to the show would know that I have really been enjoying collecting the Bombshells statue line from DC Collectibles. This is a line of statues that are based on the pinup art of artist Aunt Lucia, and he is reimagining the female characters in the DC universe in uh, sort of 40s, 50s, uh, 60s um, gear and uh, some very clever reimaginings of the characters. Uh, We're getting quite deep into the DC Universe line now. They've done a lot of the big guns, and so over the last year or so, we've had um, a number of characters solicited that are more in the B, C, D list, um, which is just fantastic and the sort of thing that I really enjoy um, about the Statue Lines. It's not just about getting the same top-tier characters over and over, but when you get some unique characters in the midst, it makes it a lot more enjoyable. Um, as we were talking earlier in the news, the Bombshell's property has just taken on a life of its own, and so I think that that bodes well for uh, the future of the statue line on which it's all based. Um, this is a 2016 release and acquisition, and... Uh, in terms of the packaging, we've got the standard DC Collectibles, uh, love it or hate it packaging, which is all pretty much um, the same. Uh, I do like what they've done in terms of, I guess, consolidating their branding. Um, it does obviously make them easy to spot uh, with the fairly plain boxes with um, some standard logo and art on them. Um, the Bombshells pieces always have both photos of the statue and then the Aunt Lucia sketch that the statue is based on. And uh, then inside we've got our standard uh, styrofoam packing and um, the the character. These all come on a very standard base. It's like a, manhole, a, a big manhole cover, and they come with Ben's absolute favorite thing, 
which is a nameplate um, for the character. Um, this is probably the only line where I can forgive that, uh, because they are uh, an interpretation of the character, and so the help sometimes, you know, with the the name badge is welcome, but also it includes the uh, a bit of the Aunt Lucia pinup sketch on it, so that you can kind of see um, what it was based on. Now, most of these statues have been sculpted by Tim Miller, and we actually interviewed him on the show right when these were coming out and talked about this line. But then um, a few of the pieces have been done by Sam Greenwell, and this is a Sam Greenwell um, piece. Uh, certainly. I haven't, you know, been able to kind of detect any real difference in the pieces between um, the sculptures. I, th- I think they work very well together as a set. So, in terms of what Cheetah has been imagined as, she's basically in a, a safari getup. She's got the kind of classic safari hat on and uh, the kind of tan uh, shirt, uh, darker brown um, skirt, and your uh, big knee-high uh, socks and hiking boots, and uh, she, she's she got a bit of a puzzled expression on her face. She's holding up a camera and uh, looking a little bit lost. Um, it's it's a really, really clever piece. I think in tr- some of these characters um, are instantly recognizable as the hero or villain that they're based on. Some of them um, need a little bit more thought. Um, there's a pretty subtle nod to Cheetah here because she has got a belt um, with quite a long um, flowing end on it that is in the kind of classic cheetah um, print print get up um, which is our main clue and if you actually look closely um, under her safari shirt you can see that she's got a, a like a halter top on that's got that pattern on it as well um, but definitely one of the more um, subtle interpretations but but really great fun one of the things that i just think is so impressive about this line is the the composition the little subtle nods to the character that perhaps you don't see on first glance that once you really spend time looking at the piece photographing it you know preparing for review that you kind of start to pick up and there's a number of things that, you know, obviously this is actually was solicited almost a year ago and just came out. So we've actually had quite a, a long break in between the last um, Bombshells release, which might have been Lois Lane, actually, um, and uh, this one. And um, th- so, you know, I've, I've seen this photograph a zillion times, but when you actually look at it, there's a number of things I hadn't picked up. Um, first of all, just in terms of the detail, her th- there's some really interesting, um, I guess you know, mix of different materials here, uh, because uh, the the majority of it is uh, you know a cold cast resin, um, but then we've got a little bit of uh, may- maybe uh, wire um, in it, in that her top has actually got a strap in it that's kind of like. Um, laced together and the ends of that stick up um they um, they look like kind of string but a bit more um detail to them they are flexible i'm definitely not going to kind of test how flexible they are um, because if they break on air then i'll cry um certainly the what i see in the um 
uh, photograph on the box suggests to me that they are actually uh, a bit bendable because they are pointing up on my statue but pointing down on um, the actual box. Like I said, I'm happy with them the way they are. I feel like they're flexible, but just in case they would happen to snap off if I play with them too much, I'm not going to touch them because I don't want to cry on air, and uh, having broken things is sad. Um, the other thing which I really had not picked up at all until I started um, reviewing this was that she's actually got Wonder Woman's lasso um, around her her neck. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not just uh, you know a bit of fabric there. I, I had not picked that up at all from looking at the... Um, the pictures of the, the piece when I ordered it or when we talked about it in the news. Um, but right around her neck um, is, and then hanging uh, over one arm and under the other is Wonder Woman's golden lasso of truth. So maybe that's why she's looking so innocent because she's, or confused because it's trying to make her tell the truth. I don't know. Um, I think it's more to imply that she actually stole it. The thing that's really clever about this is that it actually sits underneath her hair, so you can't actually take it off. It must have been applied, you know, as part of the construction of the piece, and it m- makes you think a bit more about how this is put together and how many pieces are involved when it's all um, glued together in one go. Um, the rest is all uh, the, the cold cast resin. The uh, tail of her belt is, again, there's a little bit of give in it, but I'm not going to um, test that too much. Uh, but it's not, you know, it's a little bit flexible to the touch. Um, the, the sculpting on this is just fantastic. One of the things that I'm always blown away by is the complexity of taking a 2D sketch and, or, you know, artwork and turning it into um, 3D, and, and most of these have been incredibly successful. Obviously, there's you know a bit of difference in um, the style from that pinup style to what you can produce in the the sculpted form, but it really is incredibly clever. Um, just the the level of detail that is in this piece, the um, the the folds in her outfit, the detail on her um, safari hat and her goggles, the um, choices of paint to give just, you know, different senses of texture, etc. And even on our hiking boots, there is a bit of a, I think, a wash over them that gives, you know, that bit sense of a little bit of dirt there. So, John, you sh- you'd be very happy with these. Um, you know, very, very nicely done. Um, one of the things that I was a little bit concerned about when I first looked at the, the piece that I got Oh, I forgot to talk about how I got this. Um, so because DC Collectibles is does have some quality control issues, and um, particularly when we're talking about statues with uh, eyes that have to be painted on or tempos that have to be applied, and uh, there's some crooked ones that can sometimes squeak through. Um, and when I'm paying, you know, a couple hundred dollars for a statue, I want something that actually you know, it works and doesn't look cross-eyed. And with the DC Collectible stuff, it's kind of put me off pre-ordering because I don't want to be stuck with a piece where I'm not happy with the the paint. Uh, because I do get to travel a lot for work, it's given me the opportunity to, you know, kind of 
wait on things and um, yeah, be a bit patient. Um, this piece, um, I was able to actually get through one of our Melbourne retailers. I've noticed a trend lately, and I think this is probably to do with the exchange rate, that quite a few of the comic shops, even some of the bigger ones, are not ordering in that they're only ordering in the items that are pre-ordered and none for the shelf, um, which is a bit disappointing. I think particularly with the bombshells line, which is so popular, I don't feel like they would be hard to sell, but I understand the cost implication of that. So I've got my mango tree, which of course is the fantastic all-star comics, but they only had enough for pre-orders. And uh, then my first backup didn't have any, but my second backup. Um, <laughs> so, th so thank you. Alternate worlds. Um, it's always amazing to go and see your store slash museum of um, things that are priced so high that they'll never sell. Um, <laughs> there's 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 a statue there that uh, when back in the day when they were on Chapel Street in uh, in in Melbourne uh, and they were closing down and moving to Ringwood etc. and they've got the Shazam and Billy Batson. Um, DC Direct statue, which is just an amazing piece, but they, they, they have a ridiculous price on it. And gosh, how many years ago would that be that they, they moved? That, that was years ago because that was actually the last time I went to Alternate Worlds yeah. was they were still on Chapel Street yeah. and that would have had to be three years plus. Maybe four. Yeah. And I remember then saying you got new flexibility on that price and they were like, nope. I'm like, okay, it's still there. <laughs> 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 anyway, that's all right. Um, you know, occasionally they help me out with pieces like this, so we like mm. them. They used to do good sales back in the day, like around yeah, Christmas. Yeah, they'd yeah. have like a sticker sale where everything with like pink stickers is like five dollars, and everything with that is ten. But yeah, I mean, yeah. they've got an amazing, um, they've got amazing stock. They've got a lot of um, Bowens. They've got a lot of statues and stuff. Um, and you know, maybe there are sales, and I've missed a chance to get that at a semi-reasonable price. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just laugh. Um, the, uh, anyway, back to Cheetah. I'm so pleased that this line is continuing. It's so great to get, um, characters like this. You know, one thing, and this isn't a criticism of the piece at all, but one thing that, you know, I do think about the bombshells line is when we're getting characters like, Cheetah and Killer Frost is coming and Bumblebee is coming yeah, in this line, etc. And these statues are so popular. I would love to see more depth in the comic accurate characters that they're producing. Um, you know, we've seen the Cover Girls line seems to have kind of um, stopped or coming up very slowly, etc. And there are a lot of characters you know, classic DC Comics characters like Cheetah is a great example that, you know, we've had a, a, a Cheetah bust. I've got that sitting here somewhere. Um, but, you know, never had a full-size statue of an actual comic version of it. And I, I would love to see um, that happen. But this is just such a, a fun, fantastic piece. And it's the kind of thing where, you know, certainly the reason I bought it was because I – enjoy this line and I want to continue, you know, collecting it. But the piece on its own is just so clever. Oh, there's a couple of other bits I haven't mentioned. She's got a little dagger that's got a, a sheath, um, which is you know, really nicely done sitting on her belt. Um, she's also got like a pearl necklace, which is probably again, you know, product of a heist, which is actually sculpted on and it's been painted quite nicely, um, you know, on top of the flesh paint and could have been a, 
quality control disaster, um, but done a really good job. I can't fault the paint on this. I'm really happy with this piece. And sorry, Justin, I've got to give her a $10 out of 10. I'm, I'm glad to hear that about the paint. Cause I know the last, I know Batgirl and, Batman. and Lois, you kind of, yeah. yeah, you had some, some issues with, so. Yeah. Yeah. Batwoman in particular was pretty disappointing. And I know there was a lot of, um, there were, Oh, sorry. The wire on her, um, little lace thing, which I have just been brave enough to try is actually uh, wire, very flexible. So you can actually bend it to look more realistic. Um, yeah. Batwoman was a little bit of a fail there. I know there are a lot of quality control issues there, so it is great to see. Um, certainly my piece has got no issues and hopefully that's the same across the board. Well, good. Well, Yay. I always enjoy when you guys, when you guys do these, cause I, I, I really like that line. I wish they would do action figures. Give them time. I suspect it's coming sooner <laughs> rather than later. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for that, Scott. And you know what? I think we'll come back and we'll maybe do something fun again. Yay! The unmen are back for revenge and they want Swamp Thing! Weed Killer's poisoning Swamp Thing's home! Who can save it? Swamp Thing! Nobody poisons the Swamp Trap! I live here! It's feeding time for my Venus flytrap! Ah! It won't stop me! Is this the ah! end of Swamp Thing? No! My mighty bog rover will put an end to you! Fire! Swamp Thing, oh! guardian of the Earth! Swamp Trap playset, bog rover and figures sold separately. Well, a few episodes ago, we introduced a brand new segment called the ABCs of Toy Collecting. This was Justin's brainchild, and the idea is that we run through the letters of the alphabet. We each take a couple of letters and talk about a particular figure uh, that either is in our collection or that we owned at some point um, that works for that letter. And the great thing about um, this format is that, you know, with a number of hosts and the different things that we collect, um, I reckon once we get through the alphabet, we'll be able to just start again and uh, make this, a, a you know, a regular um, running feature of the show for a little while. Um, so in the first segment, uh, they covered the letters A to F. And so in this segment, we are going to be doing the letters G to L. And John, uh, by the luck of the draw... You got G, and I wonder which character, starting with G, you might have chosen. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Well, I was going to do the Star Wars figure, Gragra. But, uh... <laughs> I, I really was. Really? Um, yeah. I, it, never mind. Um, but I actually went with the Toy Biz Gambit because um, at the time I wasn't. I was only really collecting. Uh, the Playmate Star Trek stuff, and, and only kind of half-hearted at that, you know, when all those Toy Biz figures were out. But um, I picked up Gambit, and it's the only one of the Toy Biz X-Men I ever picked up. Um, and it was, you know, one of the few Marvel figures I picked up for a long time. Uh, but if you remember the Toy Biz Gambit, this is the one with the the vinyl um, coat that had his wow. collar molded on the top. His head's probably a little undersized for the rest of the figure. Uh, it came with like this staff thing and mine's all bent up. So, um, you know, this is a, I, I love him cause he's a good example of what that toy biz line was kind of about, you know, mm. people just kind of ate it up because it was representations of, you know, all everybody's favorite X-Men and, uh, it didn't matter if they were perfect or not. People were just kind of 
kind of eaten these up. So I, I had to get him because, you know, he's obviously one of my favorite characters. But, um, you know, obviously this is not uh, the best representation there's been of him. So um, I've got to ask, why is it about Gambit that has made him, you know, one of your favorite characters? You know, I kind of like the loner characters. And, and, and he kind of fits that mold. I mean, even though he's on the team, you know, or, you know, he was, it's, um, he's still got that loner kind of on his own feel to him. Hmm. Also, I, I love the fact he's Cajun. I, I just, I did the French accent. Okay. Hmm. Kind of the anti-hero. I just like it. And is your little vinyl cape still alive? Yep. It, it's still alive. Um, still looks like he does. I, I posted some pictures up for you guys and he still looks like that. So, and do you still have the staff? Because that's I, yeah, I still have the staff. Oh, I still have the bandolier somewhere too. I think. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I've got it all. That's so all. cool. Yeah. I love that figure too. That that hit a soft spot for me when you put that up. Just remind me of an old toy store here called World for Kids, and they just used to have like aisles of those X Men figures in the early nineties. Well, and you know that I, was the thing is everybody yeah. loved them. Yeah. Know? I remember I picked it up with the first Magneto that did the sparks and the storm with the lightning bolt electric chest and had those three together. I was always thinking with those ones, as you guys were talking about on the last segment of this, about when you pick up figures and what you get with it. I I remember all these on the shelves. I mean, this is before I started collecting. And, uh, but I certainly, you know, remember, um, seeing them because, you know, used to always kind of just, I don't know, go through it. You go through and have a look. And uh, before the idea that, you know what, I, even though I'm a grown-up, I could buy these, <laughs> occurred to me. Yeah. Um, of course, well, by the time I did, they were all expensive on eBay. <laughs> I, I was just a wee little one when this line started. So this was actually my first introduction to the oh. X-Men. We didn't even have the cartoon with that first initial wave of, like, the brown Wolverine and Archangel and the X-Factor uh, Cyclops huh. outfit. That was the uh, first X-Men I ever saw. Very oh, cool. good. Very good. Thank you for that, John. That's a great start. And then, Eddie, you've got H. Yeah, I have H. So I went for some alliteration with this one and decided to do uh, Toy Com's Hank Hill action figure from the TV show King of the Hill. Uh, so this comes from a weird period of action figure collecting for me in like the mid to late 2000s where I wasn't really picking up too many superhero figures, but I was buying a lot of figures based off comedy and in particular cartoon uh, properties like Invader Zim, the Muppets, uh, the Simpsons Playmates uh, figures, Futurama, and uh, one company got King of the Hill, which uh, I know is mixed with some people, but I thought there was often some great comedy in there. Uh, and these figures turned up in a toy kingdom and uh, not too badly priced. I think they're in like one of those big bins. Uh, I think they were $5 each from memory. And I picked up the first wave, so I got Hank, Dale, uh, and oh, I'm blanking on uh, the... Bald oh, um, barbershop. Uh, bar- Bill. 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 
that's it. Sorry. Thank you, John. Um, Bill. Uh, so Hank is actually probably my least favourite out of the bunch. He's got a weird white skin tone. Uh, I do like there's a couple of little touches on him, like they've actually sculpted in his wedding ring. Uh, but figures like these are always a bit weird where they're cartoons, but they can't really sculpt in the black outline around a character that they would have in animation. And it just adds something a little weird to their sculpts, but I think they did a much better job on the other figures. Uh, and he also came with a can of Alamo beer, uh, but I've unfortunately lost that over the years, and a piece of the fence that you could build the whole fence of if you brought all the figures uh, in the line, and you could recreate that opening sequence. I actually have the Piggy Hill from this line. That's the only one I have. Ah, uh, with uh, the uh, garbage bag accessory. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I got her cheap. I think I was looking for the other ones. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the first wave's pretty easy to come by, but the second wave with Boomhauer, um, Bobby, and Luann's apparently quite difficult to uh, track the, down. The Peggy was well done. I mean, you know, for for what you were saying, you know, the the comic or the cartoon brought the three D form. It's always hard to do. Yeah, and, and I think they did a decent job, you know, sculpt wise. So I, mean, I like these. But that one I didn't pick up because Peggy is eerily similar to my mother growing up. Oh. Like both almost character and uh, look. So uh, I, I kind of stayed away from that one as a kid. I didn't want people to go like, why do you have an action figure of your mum on the shelf? Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I got uh, the letter I, and I this actually came to me pretty quickly. Um I chose the DC Universe Classics Iron figure from the Metal Men. And uh, this is actually one of my favorite figures in the whole um, DC Universe line. Um, I, I really like this because I think it is a good reminder of the things that that line did accomplish, giving us, you know, complete sets of characters like the Metal Men. Um, etc., um, which is just amazing. Um, but the iron figure, um, was great for a couple of reasons. One was that it came with some fantastic, um, add-ons. So, of course, the whole idea of the metal men is that they can, you know, use their, um, abilities to take on different shapes and forms, etc. And so, as well as just standard, hands iron came with two different um swap out hands one with a a giant wrench um that could be added on to um his left hand and then the other with like a ball and chain um that could be added on to his right hand so very um very well done in the accessory space but then the other thing i think that was just fantastic about this character is the finish in the paint because um, he's got the uh, kind of blue edge that Iron had in the comics, um, the that but with still a really um, great metallic finish. And then they also did quite a bit of uh, kind of weathering of the um, exterior, so there's lots of pock marks in the the metal, um, et cetera, which is just beautifully, beautifully done. Um, you know, I think that this whole line had just some fantastic, 
figures in it. Um, but there were times where uh, it was just reuse and paint that made the character. But then there were figures where they really went the extra mile in terms of some beautiful custom tooling um, for for the piece. And this is uh, one of them, a real standout to me and uh, easy choice for I. Fair enough. Hmm. I actually I was a big fan of the way DC Universe used to do some weird mixed media stuff in some of their figures, like the uh, Black Manta one that has sort of the wetsuit yeah. material. Like they're just, yeah, some real uh, clever ideas going on there. Very, very clever. Definitely one of my faves. I like that figure. It's yeah, nice. it's a good one. It's a goodie. They did a great job with all the middlemen. Yeah, they were um, all, all really nicely done. And so we are on to Jay and back to John. Jay for John. Ooh, I get Jay it. For John. <laughs> I had to pick one of the classic figures. And last time everybody picked Star Wars figures, and I didn't. And like I said, I thought about Graga for um, G, but I went with the uh, Jawa for Jay, the original vintage uh, Kenner Jawa. Um, yeah, there was a lot of controversy whether he had a vinyl cape or a, a cloth cape. I actually have two. I've had two since I was a kid, and they are both the cloth cape versions. I um, I was talking on Twitter earlier this week about uh, uh, the vinyl cape one, and as a kid, I just thought it looked cheaper. Huh. Even if I had seen it in stores, I don't think I would have wanted it because I knew the cloth one was out there, and it looked so much better that I wouldn't have wanted it. So... Um, I always liked the cloth cape Which one better. Which came first? The, the vinyl one, yeah. And and they're very, very rare to actually find them. And you know what? Even if I'd had the vinyl cape one, the cape would have been ripped out in like, you know, a month and tossed aside. So The vinyl uh-huh. ones are rare, did you say? Yeah. It is. It's one of those weird ones, though, where it's quite rare in packet. Uh, you can find them loose, but the problem is there was a lot of reproductions of that vinyl cape done, yeah, so and it was very easily replicated, so it's almost impossible to tell a repo cape from an actual one. So if you can find it in box, you're guaranteed a genuine, and that's really skyrocketed that one's price. I'm sure yeah. my original one was a vinyl one. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I only ever had the two the two cloth cape ones and like i said i if i had seen the the vinyl ones i would have thought they were looked cheap even as a kid huh. i remember looking at the pictures of them going oh wow this is because uh, the card back actually had the vinyl one on it i believe and when i saw the cloth one i was like oh this is an improvement i don't wouldn't want that other one anyway i remember that as a kid so isn't that um, funny even yeah and that's the last time we see soft goods in the vintage line up until jedi um i don't think there's anything else in between like from empire that had soft goods with it so uh Oh, wow. no, Yoda did. Yeah, Yoda, Yoda did. Yeah. Yoda, yeah. Yoda had his little jacket. So when did the cloth cape one come out? Like, how soon after the vinyl one? It was an early running change. And <gasps> what I had heard, and I don't know if this is true, is that it was because the figure was so small, it was a perceived value thing. Okay. Um, just to make it seem like he was worth a little more. You know, worth the price that the other ones were. Because he's so much smaller. Um, there's a, most people have never even really seen the vinyl one, you know, just randomly, um, like kind of like what Eddie was saying, cause the vinyl capes kind of either deteriorated or were reproductions or whatever. But, um, there was a woman's day magazine that did a big space base 
um, custom thing you could order plans for. And in their pictures, they actually had maybe a dozen of them, the vinyl cape ones. And, and so people are always kind of fascinated by that, that they were able to see that many at one time. Because huh. you normally don't see a lot of them or, you know, people were never gathering that many of them at one time. So That was before army building. Yeah. Yeah. But I had the uh, Jawa Droid Factory, so that's why I had to have two. Ah, uh, excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, how and you, you got a nice uh, theme to your two choices of vinyl cloaks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Eddie, you've got K. I had K, which was actually a surprisingly hard one uh, to come up with. Uh, but I decided on the end for Kamakura, who is the apprentice of Snake Eyes. So he's from the G.I. Joe line. And the figure that I chose was the first version of Kamakura that I got, which is from the G.I. Joe uh, first movie, Rise of Cobra line. And I've just... Really always liked this figure and been very interested in him. And he does seem to be quite a popular one uh, with G.I. Joe collectors, uh, which is kind of odd because he's basically a kitbash figure. There's nothing on him that's original. He's a makeup of uh, basically the Duke reaction armor, body and legs, uh, but also has a Storm Shadow head and arms from the 25th line. And he comes with the Ninja backpack and accessories uh, from the Ninja Viper from the 25th line. So he's just a kit bash of pieces. Huh. Uh, but he's a cool character. He was the first character done uh, in this uh, sort of super articulated 25th sculpt that came from the new sculpt era of G.I. Joe from the early 2000s as an apprentice to Snake Eyes. So it was the first time we were getting a character in this kind of style that wasn't from the real American hero line for the 80s. So I think that sort of helped make him popular too. And I was wrapped because I actually picked this guy up for a dollar. We got a lot of the Rise of Cobra uh, clear out uh, figures here in Australia at a place called Toy World. And you could pick these figures up for a dollar. Just there were baskets and baskets of them. So a lot of these sort of later era um, Rise of Cobra figures like Agent Helix, Kamakura, uh, Bench Press, I got out of a dollar bin as well as many, many army builders. Uh, so I was quite happy to get uh, this guy that way. And yeah, I still like picking up and play with him. But yeah, very, very weird one. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed, yeah. uh, sorry, that there's actually a TV and film toys review of this figure. Yeah, Eric did that, and uh, he actually re-rated that figure very high. He gave it a 98, so, um, yeah. yeah. As you guys know, I'm not a Ninja G.I. Joe fan, so he was not the one I picked up. Uh, yeah. No place in the G.I. Joe world for ninjas, according to John. There's lots of place. They're there, but they're in cool. the shadows. You never see them. Yeah. It's called Issue 21, the greatest G.I. Joe story ever told. Just... <laughs> oh, dear. Well, um, I'll break this up by uh, moving on to our final letter of the segment, which is L. Um, L. <laughs> L's tricky. L, L, L was... Uh, but anyway, it actually gave me yeah. an opportunity. Because Luke Skywalker doesn't start with L or anything. I oh. say... I- I think it's always going to be that thing of the grass is always greener. The letters that you don't have, you can think of a million things for. Yeah. But yeah, the yeah. letters you have will be the ones that you're yeah. like, oh. 
Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't want to... I, I felt... I was trying to do something a little bit more obscure than Luke, right? So, um, and uh, anyway, it actually gave me an opportunity to open something that I bought a little while ago and hadn't opened yet, and that was the SH Figure Arts Luigi um, from yeah. yeah Super Mario. So I've had the SH Figure Arts Mario for ages. Um, I hadn't picked up the Luigi, um, and because uh, you know, they're they're not super expensive pieces, but when they first uh, came out, getting them in, in Australia was, you know, by the time exchange rate shipping, blah, 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 was turning into an expensive exercise. So I kind of thought maybe I'd just stick with Mario because, you know, it's just a, um, I thought it was just cute. But then I actually got this guy on um, sale at Zing, uh, perhaps at the end of last year, um, just kind of saw him reduced. And I was like, oh, Luigi, I'll have him. Great, great fun. But I hadn't actually ever opened him. So I did it today. Um, so yeah, this is, uh, I think, uh, you know, they're, they're really lovely pieces and it's a great example of the kind of stuff that, that figure arts can do with a, a smaller, you know, character that could kind of be, you know, very basic, but the Mario Brothers, um, or Super Mario line has got quite a number of, um, accessories with the figures and then just diorama building sets as well. So you could really go nuts in terms of um, how much gear you put into uh, these if you were a, a really dead keen um, fan. Um, Luigi came with the, the figure himself, but then with a, a few different um, inclusions. So uh, in terms of a base... Um, he came with a, a green base and then a brick block. Um, he came with uh, a stand as well that you can use to do quite a few poses. And he's got a little um, panel in the back that you can swap out to one where the uh, with a peg of the base stand fits in if you want to kind of do some more aerial poses. And then he came with Whoopa. a yeah. Then he came with a red shell and then also. Um, hands and parts to hold so he can hold the shell if he wants to. Um, really impressive articulation for such a tiny, he's only, um, just under four inches tall, but got quite a bit of articulation. Um, relatively easy to pose, great fun. And, um, I'm really glad that I actually found him and picked him up because it makes more, um, you know, more sense of Mario for me as well. And, uh, I really, I really enjoy these. I'm good. Did I ever yeah, tell you the story point. about how I brought my figure arts Luigi? Where did you take it to? I well, yeah, okay. I got no way around this one. I, I made a mistake. I purchased <laughs> how I purchased my Luigi. It was online, so I can't even make my regular joke of what I took to the counter. Um, so I was on Amazon and I saw it pop up there. And I was like, oh, okay, let's have a look here. I wouldn't mind picking this up, but, you know, shipping and all that. Uh, so I'll do that. And it's like, oh, it's a one-button checkout. So that'll try, take me to the checkout because my details are already in and I'll see how much this costs. Oh, no. So I click that one-button checkout and they're like, you have ordered the Luigi. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, whatever it costs, I just brought it and paid for it. <laughs> so there we go. And there we go. How, how much was the shipping? It actually wasn't too bad. It only came to like $65 or something in the end, which was, you know, not too. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. Well, I think I ended up paying 25 for him at Zing. Oh, nice. I know. Like, it was a really... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I got got the Yoshi from then before Christmas for, like, I think it was, like, $40 they had him down to. So they they get some good deals on figure arts. Do you you have any of the accessory sets for these? I don't. I only got Mario and Luigi because I'm not really... Yeah, I've got the first couple of them. I still need to pick up the... I think it's accessory set D with, like, a lot of the villains. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but they they are they are great. The tubes and the tunnels and Luigi's set came with like the fire plant piranha piece, mm. and there was that that helps. Oh, the, it did. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So clever. Wah, 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 wah. Okay, well, um, let us know if you're enjoying this. We got a lot of positive feedback on the um, first segment, and it's a great chance to talk about some things that maybe we wouldn't do as a toy of the week, but that are fun to chat about. And I'm sure we'll come back with another segment of this soon. But right now we're going to take a break and come back with some feedback before we finish off the show. Yay. The Unmen are back for revenge and they want Swamp Thing. Weed Killer's poisoning Swamp Thing's home. Who can save it? Swamp Thing! Nobody poisons the Swamp Trap. I live here. It's feeding time for my Venus flytrap. Ah! It won't stop me. Is this the ah! end of Swamp Thing? No. My mighty bog rover will put an end to you. Fire! Swamp Thing, oh! guardian of the earth. Swamp Trap playset. Bog rover and figures sold separately. We love hearing from you, and if you would like to give us some feedback, you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com. You can tweet at us at AFBlues. You can uh, post on our Facebook page. You can come to the AFB forum at afbforum.com and post things, or you can just open your window and shout, and if you happen to live near any of us, we might hear you, but we could also call the police. Um, so I would recommend one of the other options. Uh, speaking of Twitter, Eddie, you've got a tweet to read out. I do. This comes from uh, the Twitter handle Blue Ninja, and he says, "Yoda loses his lightsaber in the Senate chamber battle with the Emperor at the end of Revenge of the Sith, and he does." So, thank you for that, Blue Ninja. How come is it every time I miss an episode, you guys get? your Star Wars continuity back the front. We had C-3PO's silver leg. Now we got Yoda's lightsaber. Uh, I we wasn't just... on the silver leg episode, thank you. I would have been able yeah, to. Yeah, I was. Let's just yeah. that. Um, but the, it, when we were talking about Hot Toys Yoda, um, Ben asked what happened to Yoda's lightsaber. And I, I, I'm sorry, if that happened in the prequels, then I don't know, because they're not in my continuity. So there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my excuse. I'm to it, but thank you, Blue Ninja, for your help. Yeah. Um. And Derek WC also has help for us, uh, John. Yep. Derek from the Fan Holes. Um. He actually wrote in about Common Rider, which I was talking to him about on their show. So. That's kind of cool. Um, he said, oh, oh, and for the guys of the show, just think of Common Rider Drive Gold as the final form of Reverse Flash. Now, I have not watched enough. Uh, Common Rider Drive to get up to that point. So I'm glad he knew that because there was a figure coming out of Common Rider uh, Drive Gold uh, that that's what it was because I could have never told you because I did not get that far in the show. I only yeah. had about four ep- episodes in the drive. 
Now, does he mean the reverse Flash from the CW show or the Flash from the comics? It's so confusing. Knowing Derek, I would say probably the comics. Okay. Okay. New 52 or post-crisis? Oh, now that you... <laughs> you know, you could go over to fan holes and ask them that question. I could. I bet they would answer it. But I like annoying Scotty more while it's past midnight. <laughs> well past midnight. Yeah. All right. Well, look, thank you so much, everybody, for talking to us. Um, we appreciate it. Let us know um, what you liked about this show, what you'd like us to do differently, what we got wrong, um, and uh, we'll appreciate all of it. And... I think it's time to go to bed. Except for John. It's time for John to start oh. his Saturday. Um, and it's time for me to go to bed. I'm off to the post office. Oh, good luck. Were you talking Ichabod or Hunter Zolomon? And I was just given direction that I have to get lunch to. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, we'll leave you to it. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank Bye. You, Bye. Please. And uh, anybody want some jelly babies? Let me know. Are there any left? Oh my gosh, you have no idea. Do you want ants? Because this is how we get ants. You're right. Now, ants, ants in Australia, are they like, you know, a foot long? And Yep. Yeah. I actually, I've been meaning to send, take my Kazan Marvelicious Toys. They were talking about the ant figure that came with the Ant-Man for Marvel Legends. And they were going like, oh, this is just a ridiculous scale ant. There's no ant could be this big and da da da. And I've got ants at work that are bigger than it. So I want to put it in there and get a photo uh, with them. Bye. I'm terrified. All right. Bye. 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 Thank you, guys. Safe trip this week's head. Thank you. See yeah, you good turn. Bye. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, the Pop Culture Superstore, Bam Kapow, and Davy Boy's Toys. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash ActionFigureBlues. Thanks for listening. Okay, yeah. um, I think we're ready to actually make a podcast. Yeah. So I think we should actually make a podcast. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, no, it's brought to you by... It's Banker Pound, David Boy's Toys. Okay, and DBT. The DC Legibles <laughs> a Bombshell Statue, and our discussion topic is the next round of the ABCs of Toy Collecting. Hasbro Marvel Legends. Namor, do I need to say action figure, or is that implied? I think it's implied. No, I think you should say it. Now, John. Highly articulated action figure.
Are you as contrary in your real life as you are on the podcast? Yes. Okay. That's good to know. While it is a mistake to think you can solve any problems just with potatoes, who knows what can happen with some toy podcasting thrown in? You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 223, for the week of Wednesday, the 1st of June, 2016. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... Eddie. John. (laughs) Here's what happens when we don't actually write the order in the script. I saw it coming. It was like one of those things. It's like, oh, we haven't done this. Should I? No, that was great. Like, I think, you know, you both showed initiative. It's better than both of you hanging back and waiting for the other one to do something. I I approve. Okay. While it is a mistake to think you can solve any problem just with potatoes. That's not actually right. What's this? It's any major problem. I hope you're getting the Hitchhiker's reference here. No? I've never read it. Wait, what? I've never read it. It could happen. Uh, Oh my goodness. Okay, I can't deal with that right now. I'll just have to keep going. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'll, I'll, I'll cry later. Here we go. I have to open my Starburst babies while we're not on air. I miss the jelly beans. They used to be the best jelly beans. Oh, shit. Man, that didn't go well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, I mean, for ease of access, they're now all over the desk. So, (laughs) you know, from from an access perspective, perfect. From a mess perspective, not so good. (laughs) 